Hi, and welcome back to the Sister Spirituality Podcast. My name is Michaela, and I'm here with Jenna. <laughs> so, hi, Jenna. Um, I'm just going to start off with asking you about um, when you joined Kaimega. Um, I joined Kaimega in fall of 2016. Yeah, I think that's right, because I think that's the same time. Yeah, as definitely. Me. <laughs> Great. Um, and I just normally start out the episodes um, sharing that with people so they know a little bit of how long we've known each other and stuff like that, just to give the listeners some context. So, as you know, today we're going to be talking about religion. So, what religion do you identify as uh, practicing? I identify as Roman Catholic. Okay. And did you uh, grow up Roman Catholic, or is that something you sort of grew into? So, I grew up in the suburbs of Boston, um, and so that's just a very Irish Catholic area so it's kind of just something that a lot of people are um and my family is all very Irish Catholic it's kind of like it's not like a like it's kind of like a subtext I guess of Catholicism in general because it's very specific and like kind of like right it's like one denomination yeah I mean like you could it's not like real like no one like actually like but it is because it's kind of like a subculture in itself but yes um, I grew up, my whole family's Catholic, like, I never really had any other option. Right, makes sense. So, um, is the way that you grew up participating in Catholicism the same as now, or would you say as an adult that it's altered the way that you practice your faith? Um, yes, definitely. Considering when I grew up, I went to church every Sunday. Right. You also went to Catholic school, right? Yeah, I went to Catholic high school, too. So I'm, like, not only... I'm very informed about my faith, um, and I just kind of grew up, like, being very active in my church. Um, But I don't really go to church that much anymore, um, but I do, like, pray and stuff. Right. So... But it is very different, because I used to, like, like, go to church every single Sunday with my family. Right. So, um, if it's okay, would you talk a little bit about maybe your, uh, personal relationship with God or I don't know if you refer to him as God, but your personal relationship with your like higher power? Yeah. Um, yes, I do refer to God as God. Some, some, that's all right. I know. Um, so I, um, so when I was growing up, I was kind of like not really an option, but to believe in like go to church and like do all the stuff that's along with church um and then when I went to when I got into high school I started getting really informed about my own religion because it's literally like a class like instead of going to like you know I went to history and then I went to like social studies and then I went to religion right so it's sort of instead of an optional elective maybe you would go to a class teaching you about the catholic faith Okay. Yeah, but it wasn't just the Catholic faith, it was, uh, and it wasn't, like, just, like, it was the context around the faith and how the Bible was written and histories of the church, good and bad, um, and a lot of the, how kind of the religion was put together, um, over Right, because it's very hierarchical. Yeah. Right. Um, and it, at one point, I think I was either a freshman or a sophomore, but I really, like, I lost my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of took me a long time to bring it back because 
I kind of, I, I, and then around my fresh, or my sophomore and my junior year in high school, I really decided that I was going to believe. And I kind of decided that it wasn't going to be, like, faith itself is, like, you literally have to take a leap of faith, and you have to either, like, use that to give you a sense of peace. Right. And, um, like, have you have like have a sense of peace within yourself and in the world and I think that believing in God has been really helpful for me in that way right but so I guess just for clarification you're recognizing that there's no logical or maybe scientific factual like proof that your version of a higher power exists like you acknowledge that as part of, like, being someone of faith. So. Ju- not as a, uh, in- like, interrogation question. No, just no, more no. of a, you said, like, I chose to have that leap of faith. And so I guess I'm just looking for maybe a deeper understanding of your definition of the word faith. And that's kind of where I was coming from with that. So I believe that there's, I couldn't believe in, in a God without, um, like, a, some type of, you know, like physical factors because I'm also a very science-based person but um at the end of the day like you could you could believe in anything and I took the leap of faith to believe in Catholicism because I felt like it connected with me the most and there's so going back to like scientific evidence you can't right you can't measure the amount of dark you can only measure the amount of light you can't measure. God's not a right, measurable thing. Like you, like you thing. can't prove a negative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like you can't. You can't prove that it exists or it doesn't exist. Right, but, but you would have more of the argument of like, there. It's such a, and I, I have also this conclusion, but in a different way that things in general in the world and in nature are so perfectly designed, and there are so many like. Um, patterns and like repetitions and things that just perfectly work together so harmoniously that that can't in some way be an accident. Yes. Right. So that's actually um, the one of St. Augustine's proofs. And he had like, oh my god, it's been a while, but like five <laughs> or like seven proofs. Wait, sorry, not to interrupt you, but yeah. um, St. Augustine is just your like your preferred um, like like, uh, I don't want to say the word prophet, saint. I mean, no, no, like, not you. Like, or who, like, who is he, I guess? Or he's them. a, he's a religious philosopher that also happened to be a saint. Okay, good. And he, That's, yeah, yeah, he's like a monk or whatever, and he, like, kind of also really pondered the existence of God, and he basically came up with, like, proofs that God had to exist. Because oh, there okay. were such, so many inconsistencies in nature and in the world as a whole that there had to be, like, come to the conclusion that there had to be something out there that made us, basically. Right. Like, the, the basically, in some ways, aligning the fact that, you know, science is working so perfectly in this many ways that it would be impossible for that to be just, like... It's it's chance. How could that be an accident? Right. Okay. Really like, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to understand. I guess the uh, the definition of faith and, and faith and the argument maybe um, the supporting like the, the marriage no of science and faith. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so at some point there has to be like a, there's a physical leap of faith. Like you could go on your life right. and assume that this, none of this exists, or you could pick one of the millions of flavors of religion that there are. Right. But this was my, around that time is when I really had my, this is where I feel the most at home and this is where I feel the most comfortable in my relationship with God. Right. Make, no, that makes total sense. Um, yeah, I wasn't um, trying to pick it apart. Yeah, Just yeah, wanted yeah. to further understanding. Um, but what updated, or kind of what, at that point I didn't have a choice but to, like, that was the only, like, even in, Catholic, in like, Christianity, that was the only thing I had ever heard. I didn't know. I don't necessarily agree with everything that Roman Catholics say that they have to believe. I kind of consider myself a cafeteria Catholic, like uh, yeah, like a and, pick and choose. You pick and yeah. choose what you want. Like, I'm I'm very, like, pro-choice. Like, I just, there's a lot of things that, like, I don't necessarily, like, align with. But the religion as a whole, I found my home in. Um, but when I did come to the South, I actually did go to a few Protestant, like, churches to kind of see if, like, maybe I was just brought up in the wrong, like, maybe I felt at home in different places. But, like, it's been really different because I really think of my relationship as with God as very personal. And, like, I don't really, I'm not one to talk about it um, because I really do think that, like. Well, I feel that's also sort of a, not to uh, assume, but it's also sort of maybe a more northern trait to sort of um, have a personal relationship with Yeah, with that's God. like, that's like one of the things that, like the irish do because of like the horrible history of irish like catholics in ireland but like i mean i guess it's just something that's in general but like there's actually a saying in the bible and i always kind of quote this i can't quote it really like perfectly but like it's like never let your right hand know what your left is doing and it's like basically it goes off to be like if there's a rich man and who goes to temple and he um yells about how much God has blessed him with all these things and how much money he's going to give to God, he has gained his reward on earth. Because the people around him are like, oh, he's such a good, practicing, religious man. Or when you go and you fast and you let your eyes sag and you let tell everyone that you're fasting so you can't eat right now and you've gained your reward on earth. But if you're the one who silently donates if you're one that prays in silence, if you're one that washes your face while you're fasting, you will gain your reward in heaven. Right. So, like, I'm very personal with my things. I'm not going to, I never, I have a, I have a strong personal faith, but I would never go and post anything that I, about my faith on my social media or, like, really talk about it outright unless someone asks me about it. It's not really my place to push my faith on anyone else. Yeah, I understand that. Um, so, if it's okay, maybe just, I would want to ask you a little bit about, um, the idea of, like, an afterlife. Yeah. Um, because I, I think that's just, um, an interesting topic that there's a lot of different views on. So, I'm assuming, um, going along with typical Catholic fashion, you know, you believe in the trinity and jesus died and then rose and there's a heaven and there's a hell and people die and and go one of the one of the two places um would that be a correct assumption or yeah 
I mean, yes, that's something that I believe in. Right. So, um, different people, you know, maybe have different ideas of, uh, like, who goes to heaven or, um, who judges you, and, and I was talking to, um, you know, some of our other sisters, some of them, you know, think reincarnation, and, you know, you're judged, and then you're either reincarnated better or worse. Some people believe in nothing. Um, some people believe if you don't accept Jesus as your Lord, then, you know, you're, um, in hell eternally. Um, and so maybe talk a little bit about, like, what you, um, think maybe would happen for yourself or like I don't know is an acceptable answer just in general um just maybe if you're comfortable talking about that yeah um so I don't think that like just because you don't believe in lo- the Lord Savior Jesus Christ that you're gonna like go to <laughs> sorry I don't mean to laugh I know <laughs> um that you're gonna I mean go I respect like... I respect everyone's faith I, yeah, yeah I know I know and that was I was making a yeah. joke, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that you're going to go to hell. Like, I think that um, through an upright life, anyone can go to heaven. And that there's, I mean... So you think people can have morality without Jesus? Oh, wow, what a concept. I mean, yes, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that there's... Well, well some, people, some people don't think I that. know. Um, but it's just kind of wild to me that anyone could, that you couldn't, you could be a bad person because you don't believe in Jesus. And I think that there's plenty of reasons why people don't, but I think there's, is, as long as you are a decent and human being, that there's no reason why you couldn't get into heaven. Right. And, I mean, not to uh, pick and choose scripture either, but um, I also think, you know, maybe in a lot of faiths it would be more up to quote god's quote you know decision um unless of like an individual based decision right like i don't know if i don't know how not ethical but how uh correct it would be for an individual to say oh well you don't check off xyz box but you check off you know these other boxes and ergo you will have blank afterlife do you you understand what i'm yeah, saying i but i mean i don't think that that's gonna be a thing that you can go and check off the boxes in but like i'm just saying in my the way that i believe is that i believe that my god is a merciful and like forgiving god mm-hmm. and if you say you don't like didn't check this specific box when you were on earth that he's not gonna be like okay well you did other things. Like, it's right. not like, as long as you are a decent person overall, I don't see why my loving and forgiving God wouldn't let you into heaven. Makes sense. So, um, also just to clarify, you're saying on earth, so, but you do think we're born and we have one life and we die and then there's the afterlife of heaven and hell and that's, that's all. Yes. Right. Okay. But I mean, when you go, when you look at it from, you don't truly die. Because you have a soul, and your soul, you're leaving this life Your physical behind. body. Yeah. Your physical body is not going to remake itself, right. in my opinion. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, this is all in your opinion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, is there anything that you would want to share about, um, uh, like, a favorite tradition or something that you liked about, um, how you grew up 
that was maybe like unique to your um, religion specifically or even your family that you th- think is tied into Catholicism um just any maybe holiday or even um certain type of prayer or service so what I think that I grew up like we were very like the suburban family that like <laughs> we all have like soccer practice at 10 or like and like uh and we were all very busy, but one of the things that my parents really valued as we were growing up was all sitting down to dinner. And before every single meal, uh, we would always pray. And, like, we don't really do that, like, in, like, in public. But when it's, like, just my family, like, sitting around a table, like, we'll all pray together. And, like, we'll hold hands around the table and we'll pray. And then at the end of the prayer, I have something that I always say after. And... And, like, and as a part of the prayer, and then we all, like, none, that's the end of the prayer. And, like, that's, I think it's very specific to, like, my family, and, like, it's kind of brings us together in a way. Do you, um, do you say it just because you're, you're Jenna, or do you say it because you're the youngest? I'm saying it because I'm Jenna. <laughs> I mean, I also probably had to do with the things that I was the youngest, but, like, right. probably um, just because I'm Jenna, <laughs> Jenna is the youngest of, um of three girls in her family um just for some context that's why i um asked that question i'm the youngest by five and six years so i'm not just the youngest i'm the baby yeah but but yeah yeah, no that's that's nice um is it is it more of a like a thankfulness type of uh like thank you like jesus thank you for this food and for my family's health and yeah it's like a 30 second like you know like God is good, God is great. Like, let us thank him for our food. Amen. And that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> makes makes sense. And, like, it's just kind of like a... It was something that my family really valued to sit down and have dinner together. And right. I think that really kept us together even, like, through some of the, you know, teenage years. <laughs> makes sense. So I think that's... I really like that about our family, and I hope to do it, you know. Right. Well, to me, yeah. that almost sounds like... Um, in some ways, I think I think prayer is maybe a mindfulness practice or or a centering practice, um, or or at least it can be. And um, I think prayers of thankfulness and or um, ones that have self reflection involved, right, where you sort of put yourself um, in the perspective of others, as in like, wow, I have so much, and I'm blessed with X, Y, and Z, and even though things are hard this is good and that is good, you know. Yeah. Um, I think those can be translated over into maybe not prayer, but other personal practices that reach beyond a single religion. So that is just good to note. And it's also the connecting with, uh, with other people in your faith, even if it's just your family. Right. Yeah. And it's like, this is something that we all are together. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. Um... Is there anything that you want to share that you would want other people um, to know about your religion that want to maybe explore Catholicism or um, some misconceptions you might think other people have about it? I know one thing I was really interested to learn, um, and I've asked other Catholic people about this, and even one of our um, other sorority sisters who has since um, graduated and moved away, but um, Monica, you know her, um, she's also a participating Catholic, um, Maybe misconceptions about, like, the hierarchy or, um, 
and, and you don't have to talk about this, you can talk about something else, but I think something that's hard for maybe the common person to understand is, you know, what is, what is a saint and like, what is like the Pope and what is a priest? Mm -hmm. And, and I know that that's a, like a hard thing to also rel uh, explain to someone, but as someone who grew up, um, with a Christian parent and a Jewish parent, you know, there was kind of God and at the most God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and then there was just people, right? And, and there was good people and, and righteous people and people who could maybe um, interpret God's words, maybe, um, would be the right way. But, um, you know, that was kind of all, all that I ever really understood. So maybe if you would talk about talk about that a little, if, if you're comfortable. Yeah, so, I mean... Just to define the terms. Yeah, so, like, a saint is basically like a holy person um but they're a person they're not like Jesus. no who's they're no, no no they're like a person okay like like we could i could pray to someone like to a saint to intercede for me to like be like hey god like she's doing great yeah but like i wouldn't pray to a saint and be like oh my god your holiness and i just would you please by yourself bless me like, right. that's not something, a saint is just a person, but they can act, like, not as God, because God's only They're God. like a messenger. Yeah. So, like, I, if I wanted to, I could pray to, um, actually, I have a patron saint. I don't know if I've ever told you this, actually. But it's part of something that you get when you're confirmed, is that you have a patron, you choose a saint, and you, it's like- One you identify with. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, my saint is Maria, like, Saint Maria, and, um, one of the things that I really identified with her is because, um, she was actually a farm, or, like, her father owned an estate or whatever, and she was very religious, and she would, like, um, she did a lot for the church, and actually at, she ended up getting raped, and then stabbed 27 times. Oh. And she survived for 24 hours on the operating table of like whatever That's operating terrible. table was that to point but um she forgave her attacker on her deathbed yeah so and she like prayed to god for him and she like her spirit like visited him in jail and he ended up becoming a priest after he got out of jail for murdering her actually no she didn't get raped she like prevented she was like, God does not want it. God does not want it. And, like, pushed him away. And then he stabbed her, like, many, many times. But she forgave him. And that's, right. like, for me, it's a very admirable thing. Because, like, if you can forgive your attacker on your right. deathbed, like, with through the help of God and, like, your own personal strength, like, that's something I find very admirable. So that's why I would pray to her for her strength. But that she has received through God. Right. I'm not praying to her. I'm praying to God. But, like, I'm praying right. to, like, so she texts, like, and, like, for her strength that God has given her. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And I can, and I can see as knowing you, um, I can see maybe that about you. You, like, you and I both, I think, aren't very, um, not, re not vengeful, but, but we're, we, we're not grudge holders. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I can see how that could relate to you personally, and, and I understand the concept of, um, 
like wanting someone's likeness sort of yeah yeah makes, but like makes sense. not that i'm not praying to them as, to, a, as a yeah yeah but they are like a holier person but like we're right. not praying to them right but they're sort of like a guardian angel of sorts yeah 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 makes that's yeah yeah <laughs> so um but yeah then the pope he he's like the the top priest no yes yes um, some of the things that I don't really agree with necessarily is the Pope is supposed to live in poverty, and clearly that's not the case. No priest or bishop should have worldly goods, like, you're supposed to be at the liberty of the church and the community. Right, so, 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 so I in don't theory, really... they're supposed to live amongst the people in a more, like, maybe what we would consider a monk-style life. Yeah. Like the, uh... Which, I mean, a lot of pr- priests do. Like, priests do have, like, a very, very basic life. They don't really have a lot of worldly possessions. And they're not married, right? No. And they don't have children. No. And, right, makes sense. They're sort of, they're they're male nuns. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm Well, pre- yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, I just think, like, nuns are maybe more known for um, their, like, stipulations mm-hmm. in, in pop culture. Yeah. You know, um, more so than priest but right so and so basically it's like the pope is at the top of the pyramid and then there's like cardinals and bishops and right like this is sound like a chess game yeah, and then we literally <laughs> is. and then we have maybe um priests and then you know like the, yeah the there's people. like there's a hierarchy so it does go like from the pope to the so does god listen to the pope more than a random person is that a thing um I'm sorry I if like I sound to, ignorant. No, no, no. I actually, I like to think no. Right. It wouldn't make sense to me that that would be the case either, but. But, like, it's supposed, the Pope is supposed to be, like, God's, like, right-hand man on earth. Right. Like, he's supposed to oversee, and, like, I don't think that. Because he's, like, the Supreme Court judge of the Catholic I mean, like, yeah, religion, but, right? like, less or at least in, he's supposed to be he current day he is um like he's literally makes like law changes and but he's supposed to be the head interpreter of yes of the law of the of yeah. the books makes sense of the books well <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but like it's not really like at this point the bible has kind of been interpreted by like a bunch of different people He's not going to be like, I actually found this verse, and now it means that you need to do what I say. Like, right. that's not really something that's going to happen anymore, but is it something that kind of happened probably in the past? Yes. Yes. Makes sense. But the Catholic Church has a really long and horrible history. Um, most recently with being the, like, the, like the sexual assaults. Yeah, child. Freeze, pl- child yeah, molestation. Um, but it's kind of like a horrible like spot on the religion and it doesn't as horrible it is as it is it hasn't had a it hasn't turned me away from it well right because it not um not discounting it it's terrible and it's disgusting horrible. but um it wouldn't it wouldn't maybe affect your personal relationship with god because it's your personal relationship with god and um you haven't had that personal experience with a clergy yeah member if anything my clergy members wouldn't be in the same room as me by themselves like they would like 
leave if I if I was I used to be an altar server if I was in the back room like preparing stuff and they saw me in there they would literally turn around and walk away so they no one could ever even doubt them right altar server is a person who like, like helps gets out the communion down. yeah helps right. out during the mass right and um, during the mass is when they like eat the body of christ crackers and drink the wine and yes stuff. so actually that's something else i kind of wanted to talk about because yeah it's one of the misconceptions that people have like the difference between like protestantism and catholicism because it's a major split um well yeah well yeah <laughs> like <laughs> um but one of the most major things is that we believe that little thing of bread that we eat every sunday well it's more like a wafer it's a wafer yeah, yeah whatever yeah um is physically the body of christ it's not a metaphor right and when you drink the wine it's not it's not wine anymore it's the blood of christ and people are like so you're like a cannibal like (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's not like that but like it is but it's sort of like putting the spirit of of god into your soul yes right i mean to me that's not so different from maybe um baptism or or um in in judaism there's um another it's a it's a water dunking thing called mikvah yes well for the people who are listening who don't know um but to me that's not so different than eating maybe a a cracker or or the body of christ sorry i don't want to discount it to a cracker it's all right (laughs) um you know it's sort of the same maybe maybe not the same but it's it's like I am now being fully immersed and my body is being, um, you know, full of or covered by or absorbed in this Holy Spiritness of my higher power. Yeah. Amen. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, for us, it's exactly like that. It's like this, the God is entering me in my body. And in a lot of, like, Protestant religions, it's a metaphor. They're like, oh, they don't do it every week, necessarily. And it's a metaphor for... It's like the opposite of a, um, what, like, what they have in The Conjuring when they, like, take the devil out of you. It's like putting yeah, the goodness in exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't think of, of the word. Um, but you know what I'm talking exorcism. about. Exorcism. Exorcism, yeah. yes. It's the opposite it's of an, an exorcism. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it's an intricism, but that's not right. <laughs> um, uh, uh, my yeah. apologies to the listeners who don't think that, um... Our sense of humor is is funny. I'm not. I'm not joking. I just um, am trying to make maybe more um, references that more people would understand. Yeah. Who don't know? Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, moving on. Um, I guess the last thing I want to talk about is maybe um, if you want to say anything about the positive things you think that being a Catholic has contributed to your life, and maybe um, has if any of those are the same as the things that you think being in Greek life has contributed to your life. Um, some other people have said, and I've also offered them examples like, um, a sense of purpose, a sense of community, a way of giving back to others, um, things like that. If there's anything you want to talk about that's maybe similar. Well, yes, it's very, in those aspects, it's like, it's very similar. Like I do find a like a sense of purpose that's from like my community um but I guess it's just like very different to Greek life just I mean it's like different but not different um because they do I do have a sense of camaraderie within my sisters and I also 
it's they've always been a safety net for me and I know that like no matter what happens my sisters will always be around me to support me in anything that I do um and if I mess up then even if I do something horrible they will still be behind me no matter what because I mean we've caught sisters before that have just been like being rude yeah or just even in like a really rough time like some events that happen around campus and like and they've always been there so you meant yeah okay they're always been there to catch you Mm -hmm. um so I kind of feel the same way about my faith that if anything if everything was taken from me for some odd reason that I would still have my faith to fall back on right it's always it's not it's always going to push me forward and it would never hold me back. It can only make me stronger and more sure of myself. Yeah. I have never, I mean, it might, because I'm so lucky that my religion is so popular, mm-hmm. Not being a Catholic has never held me back from doing anything in my life. It has only pushed me forward. Yeah, and that makes sense to me. What I was saying earlier when I was interjecting about maybe someone being rude or, or making like a harsh comment, um, I guess to that I was meaning more of like the forgiveness of a religion and the forgiveness of like your God that you were saying is maybe similar to the forgiveness you would have for a sister. Yeah. Um, that was the point I was making. But I also understand what you're saying when they're going through a hard time. We equally would support them as the same similar to how a religious community would support um, yeah. an individual. Like anything else might be going, I mean, in that case, like anything else might be going out long, bad might be happening outside, but when you're with together with your sisters, you're safe when you're together when in, within your church community. It doesn't matter. You're safe. Right. Makes sense. Um, so at the end, I usually just give people a chance to, if they want, say, a closing comment or um, tell people a little bit how, a little bit about how if they wanted to learn about um that particular religion how they would do it so um would they be comfortable just to go into a church and should sit down randomly if they ask a catholic person to talk about it do you think they would be um comfortable and obviously this is a pit in opinion and everyone is different but um just if you have any like closing comments or anything you want to say or um, advice for someone who maybe wants to become deeper in their Catholic faith? Um, well, what I love about the Catholic faith is that it is very open, and I'm, my experience in specifically the Catholic faith is it's not very judgmental, and, like, we're, you're ready, ready to, they'll take you as you are, and you don't necessarily need to be perfect, um, because you, I mean, Asking for forgiveness is kind of a, not a central part, but it's a, it's a common, uh, occurrence. Yes. Right. And I mean, that's like what confession is. Like you're literally, you're going there to cope up to whatever you've done and then it's okay. Yeah. That's another thing that's kind of, uh, I think maybe odd to other people. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think the, uh, the idea of it makes sense. So just to clarify on what confession really is is when you go into confession you tell the priest what you've done wrong but just because you say it out loud doesn't mean you're forgiven you have to ask for forgiveness sincerely i couldn't go out and murder someone and then go to the priest and be like 
I murdered someone. Oops. <laughs> like, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't Oops. work like that. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be truly sorry for what I have done and I wouldn't feel remorse and then I wouldn't go ahead and do it again. Like, the purpose of saying it out loud is almost kind of like, I mean, I like to think of it like, like therapy. Like, you're owning up to what you've done. You're feeling remorse for it. And God are figuring out a way to move on. And God already knows. So, like, you know, you're figuring out a way to move on. You're owning up to it. And then you're moving forward and to not do it again. But yes. as long as you feel sorry. I right. couldn't just say, you know, like, whatever. You're supposed to mean it. You, you have to mean it in order yeah. f- to be forgiven. Makes sense. So that's that's something that people think of the Catholic faith. And you're like, oh, you said sorry. It's, it's like, no, you have to, like, mean it. Right. And God will know if you mean it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes. I mean, that, that, uh, I can follow that train of logic, even though I don't necessarily yeah, yeah, agree yeah. with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so back um, to what you were saying about, um, forgiveness being maybe common and that they would be accepting of people wanting to deepen their faith yeah i mean i feel like i mean maybe this this is a judgment on other protestant faiths that i don't necessarily mean but like in a mean way but i just don't feel i never felt as welcomed into a catholic church as i have in a protestant or like as i haven't been as welcomed into a protestant church as i've felt welcomed into the catholic church i do feel like the catholic church has become more accepting over in its more recent history and I just I do feel like they are more accepting than they have been in the past and then I would urge someone no matter what they may have their background may be that we are we have very quickly moved into the future and moved into being way more accepting than I know a few other Protestant faiths are right and I'm, when I'm saying this is, like, I know there's plenty of, like, LGBTQ community in the Catholic Church. And it's kind of becoming, like, I don't know if it means, like, okay in the sense of, like, you know, because technically God doesn't believe in that. But, like, or, like, whatever doesn't believe in it. But it's becoming more of, like, an Socially acceptable. Thing. Yeah. Right. So it would be, it wouldn't, people wouldn't, uh like maybe verbally attack um two men holding hands as they would in the past where there is some churches especially in the south that maybe um wouldn't allow that on their property yeah is an example yeah 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 i would i would i would agree with that to uh in in a general principle Yeah. yeah i would agree with that like generally more accepting yeah so i mean i would just it's very, I think Catholics are here, they're few and far between. Um, and then I would uh, urge anyone to talk to a Catholic about their faith, especially if that person has, um, like, has the knowledge to back it up. Because some people do and some people don't. But I would urge that person, anybody who wanted to learn about the Catholic faith to, like, confront a a priest or someone who was really strong in their faith even anyone in church i know that they would anyone who goes to church any at all would love to talk about it i don't even go to church and i'd love to talk about it <laughs> like <laughs> okay well is there anything else you want to say or are you do you feel you've given um 
full insight. I feel like that's, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jenna, thank you so much for talking with me today. I really appreciate it. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Sister Spirituality Podcast. Um, make sure to keep following us for more episodes, and we'll see you in the next one.